Let's open up our Bibles to Hebrews once again as we are looking at living by faith. Today we're going to look at what's the purpose of this, this thing called faith. Why did God establish this method? Um, why does he call us to this? Our text verse, of course, is in Hebrews chapter 10. And so let's look at that again, starting with verse 36. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. And there's this connection. We've been talking every week, this connection of endurance and faith. Faith is endurance. Faith is, it is patience. It is uh, the very act of not having it now. Therefore, I have to have faith. Uh, you know, if I had it right now, I don't need faith. I don't need hope. I don't need to look forward to that. But yet, it says you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come, and he will not delay. But my righteous ones will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we are not those who shrink back and are so destroyed. But we are those who have faith and preserve their souls. So we see this statement that it is having faith that keeps us through to the end. That helps us to receive the promise. Um, that helps us to preserve our soul uh, in all that we do. And so we've been talking about um, what is this faith that we are to live in, that God has called. And then we looked through all of chapter 11, which was the examples of faith. What does faith look like? Um, it, it's not just a mental exercise of believing and then uh, keeping that in the back of our mind. But we saw that it was something that impacted our every behavior and motivation, um, uh, even everything we did. And so we saw through the examples in chapter 11 of the heroes of faith, just normal people. Um, we use the word heroes, and sometimes uh, that makes us think that they were greater than us, and yet they were not. Some of them were prostitutes. Talks about Rahab. Uh, some of them were drunks and, and uh, carousers. We think of Samson. Um, and yet... Through that, it's not that that we celebrate, but in spite of that, they came out of those things, and God was able to make them great people. And so no matter where we are, God is able to take us out of those things, and if we will yield ourselves to him and walk in faith, uh, we can experience those great things. And we saw that there was these five attributes that show up in faith, and all of them are it's not a pick and choose. It's not, well, Well, my faith is mostly believing. No, faith itself will have all five. And we talked about it. It shows that faith is believing, but faith is also trusting. Faith is also acting. It is responding in action. Faith is treasuring. Part of that faith is having a, a passion in our heart. And then finally, faith is sacrificing. And all of these things make up the very essence of faith. And so today the question is, why does God say we need this to receive everything he has for us? Why doesn't God just come down and give us, if he loves us so much, just come and be with us and give us those things? Why do we have to live a life of sacrifice? 
Why do we have to live a life of, of, of trusting and believing? Why don't you just come down where we can see you, God, and we'll just walk with you? So why this, this path of faith where it's hard, where we need endurance? Um, today we're going to look at two reasons that God has chosen faith to be the pathway into his promises. And so let's pick up from where we've been reading in chapter 12 now. And we're going to start with a verse that we've already talked about the last two uh, weeks, but we're going to continue on there. So Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 2, says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured, we see this word again, endured the cross, despising the shame, he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you also become weary and discouraged in your souls. For you have not yet resisted to bloodshed striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And this word chasten um, and, and a lot of other uh, translations is disciplines. So he disciplines those he loves, he disciplines. And he scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening or discipline, God deals with you as with a son. For what son is there whom a father does not discipline? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjective subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For, for they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he, God, chases us for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening or discipline seems to be joyful for the present. He's honest there, right? But it is painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So we see in this, these verses the reason why God has chosen faith. He chooses faith, and we're just going to put it out there because it makes us better. You see, he could come and walk with us. He could just give us everything we needed. He could just um, uh, 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 protect us from everything and just bring us right in. But you know what he says? He says, but that's not for your good. You become spoiled. You become weak. 
You become uh, uh, unable to do things on your own. He says, I, I, I love you more than that. I'm going to make you better. And so he chooses faith, endurance, trust, sacrifice to make us better. And in fact, what it really says is faith is for perfection. God wants to perfect us. Now the word perfect us does not mean to make us perfect, but it means to complete us. That we will be complete and, and, and uh, uh, whole and uh, equipped and prepared for whatever we face. It's like any child, we can grow up to be adults and begin to be responsible and productive and uh, something that makes God proud. And so we see that God set this path of faith, not that it's going to be easy. Faith is not easy, which is why he keeps connecting it to endurance. He says, if you will endure, if you will cling to faith, if you will choose faith over sight, if you will choose faith over just meeting my immediate needs, if you will choose a long road rather than a short road of immediate uh, pleasure, you know what? You will be strong. You will be perfect. Uh, you will be a pleasure, not only to God, but to people around you. In fact, it says in James, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You see, this is a good God that wants you to be complete, perfect, lacking nothing. How many want to lack nothing? We lack a lot of things right now. And so what God says is, the answer to that is not for me to give it to you, but is for me to teach you faith, to discipline you, so that then you will be perfect, complete, lacking nothing, where you can actually look at your own life and through God say, God, I am satisfied. I am fulfilled. I am actually um, happy within myself. Not that I have earned it, but that through God, you have made me who I am. And so the reason for faith is to perfect us. Now, here's the thing, which means if you choose faith, you're going to have problems. You cannot choose faith. This is where many people have the wrong reason for the purpose of faith. Here's what you hear preached in a lot of places. The purpose of faith is to receive the victory of God, to move into pleasure and to uh, have prosperity because we need faith to overcome the enemy. That's not the purpose of faith. Faith is not uh, so that you can walk confident into everything that you ask and desire. And if you just have faith enough that you can receive all that you want. No, God will do that in his plan. Faith is so that you can face the hardships. Faith is an embracing of trials. Faith is an understanding that I'm not going to get what I want, and yet I'm going to choose it anyway. You see, it's just the opposite of that. If we will embrace the true purpose of faith, which means 
God, the path before me may be hard and rocky, but it's the one that you gave me, and I'll choose what you give me to make me perfect and complete over the easy path where I get what I want. Jesus put it this way. In this life, you will have tribulation. Period. The end. So we need to stop trying to avoid it and begin to embrace it. It, it, it is the very weight room of God is what this life is. You got to put in the work. You got to go through the sweat and the pain. And as you do that, you become strong and perfect and able to go out and be a champion when God overcomes the enemies. God is the one that moves you in to those things that he has faith is what embraces us through the hardships. We have to understand these verses tell us. So when you face hardships, that is not a lack of faith. And that's that God doesn't love you. In fact, God loves you. And so he does discipline you. He allows things to come in your life because he does love you. He says you are a son. And what son does not have a father who disciplines, who puts them out there so that they can learn and grow and stumble and fall and learn from their mistakes and get stronger from them? The hardships of life is the, is the path of faith, and that's the purpose of faith. Because in that, we need the faith to get through the hardships. See, that's where the endurance comes in. Faith is what gets us through the hardships. Faith is the path because it is through faith that I can face anything. It is not through faith that I can claim anything. It's through faith that I can face anything. When, when Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, it does not mean that I can choose what I want to do and I can do it. But Paul says, if you'll read the whole context of that, he says, I have learned to suffer. I've learned to be hungry. I've been beaten. I've been shipwrecked. I have been left for dead after being stoned. How many would like to experience that? I cannot believe that. And yet Paul says, thanks be to God, I can do all things through Christ. See that, we use that so many times the way we want it, yet this is what faith is. This is the purpose of faith because at the end it says, even though it is painful and it doesn't seem pleasurable, God knows that it's not pleasurable. He's not saying to enjoy that pain, but he says count it as joy. It says Jesus, for the joy set before him, he went to the cross. Jesus did not enjoy the cross, but it was for the joy set before him because he looked past it. He said there's something that comes through this. It is as we are willing to look for the long road, that there is a joy that makes us strong, that makes us complete, lacking nothing, for we can stand before God, not in pride and not in arrogance, but in faith, saying, God, I trusted in you, and you brought me through. I sacrificed for you, and God, you were faithful. See, we can stand before God and sing that song that we just said, that I will sing of the goodness of God. You cannot sing of the goodness of God if you've never gone through a valley and known that God was with you in the middle of it. See, if you have not gone through a storm and the fire and the flood, how do you know the goodness of God? You take it for granted because it's just, hey, he gives me what I want. 
No, I can stand and see that I know the goodness of God because through faith I've embraced what the enemy has meant to kill me. And so we embrace that. That is the purpose of our faith. And if our purpose of our faith is to make us complete, lacking nothing, then how much more do we need to embrace faith? We need to begin to sacrifice more for it. We need to begin to treasure God more. We need to begin to respond to God more. We need to begin to trust God more. So that that faith is going to be my strength. Now the second thing though, it's not just for perfection. God wants us to walk in faith to perfect us, but here's the ultimate purpose. The purpose of faith really it's not even for our perfection. It's not about us. The purpose of faith is for God's glory. We walk a walk of faith to give glory to God. Because it is in our faith that, that we realize that it's not about me. And we give glory to God. That let nothing go to my credit. Let me not boast in anything that I have, but my faith the reason God chose faith and not just to walk with us because we begin to expect it. Look in our nation. We are a people of privilege. Even in our hardship, we expect it. Well, you need to take care of me. Everything, everything is about what I deserve. And yet God says, no, we can't live that way. Because if we live, and it's not that just, well, then, what, oh, God is just such an arrogant person. He just wants everything by him. No, it's because of his love that he knows that everything is not about God. If God does not receive all the glory, we end up being destroyed, shriveling, and dying. Because, you see, we were created with the very breath of God. God is the very source of life. God is the source of who we are. And so if he does not receive the glory, we lose the very source of pleasure and happiness and joy. And so it is when he is glorified that his love rebounds back to us and we are satisfied. We have we've quoted this saying, and it's really the, the logo of John Piper in his ministry, and, and yet I love it because I do believe it's, and, and it's not just Piper, he takes it from Jonathan Edwards and and from all the other um, things that have built upon it, but the statement that we have quoted many times is that we are most satisfied when God is most glorified. See, it's a funny opposite thing. Even though it's not about us, there's a, there is a principle in life that when God is most glorified, you will find that you will be most satisfied. When you give everything you have that God may be glorified, you'll, you will be absolutely astounded that God causes all things to turn around that you may be satisfied. And so it is for the glory of God that we walk in faith. It said in those verses that we read, it says, if we are disciplined by human fathers, and we respect our fathers, we love our fathers, we honor our fathers. How much more should we give glory to God, our heavenly Father? So that discipline and the faith and the endurance should bring us to that place of glory to God. Because it only reflects how good God is. It does not reflect our endurance. It does not reflect, look how much I can make it through. I made it through all this stuff. 
God's view of you. No, it was by the mercy and grace of God. It is through faith. That's why faith is the pathway. Knowing that we walk by faith means that the only way we made it through was because of God. The greatest picture of this is in the, the book of Job. We all know the story of Job. But I think we, we miss the whole point is in the very first chapters. When God is in heaven and Satan comes up and says, God, you're such a, 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 a phony God. People only serve you because you give them everything. Well, of course they're going to serve you. They're going to like you because, you know, they don't want to go to He says, no, my true people live by faith. Have you considered my servant Job? He said, yeah, Job has everything. You've given him everything. God said, no, really, why don't you go ahead and test him? And so we know that all you can do is but don't take his life. And so the story of Job was not about how much Job could take. Because in the end, Satan came back and God says, this is my faithful servant. And so therefore, God stood justified before even Satan. Not that he had to prove himself, but Job was the reflection of the true glory of God because of his faith. You see, as we walk in this world, we are a reflection and a proof of the glory of God. And it's not because he gives us everything. It is because of the things that we go through. And so many times we are going through things, and who knows if we are not going through something as God is saying, and look at the faith that proves the glory of God. Jesus himself said this in Matthew, let your light so shine before men so that they may see your good works and do what? And glorify your Father in heaven. You see, he says, if you live in faith and walk in faith and, and, and respond in faith and live in faith, but the actions other people that do not know him will not have an excuse when they stand before you. They will see your life and give glory to God. And God says, that's what you are meant to be. That's why I choose faith. Because as you live for faith, you become a beacon to others that there's a God that loves them. In Romans chapter 11, verse 34 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has become his counselor? And who has first given to him that it should be repaid to him? For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. In the end, we need to realize that our life is not for ourselves anyway. The only reason we're alive is because we were created by God for God. That we might be a blessing to God. Everything that we are should be for the glory of God. And throughout the Bible, it says, whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever, you're, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. If we see in Colossians that it says that Jesus, everything was created by him, through him, for him, that Jesus may be exalted and be preeminent among all things. You see, our faith 
should be a desire to glorify God. God, the reason I have faith is so that you might get the glory because of my faith. Not so that I can show how much faith I had. That in my faith I may decrease that you may increase. That in my faith I find that in my weakness you are made strong. That people see that it is not because of me, but it is because of God. So the purpose of faith is so that we may give glory to God. Why did God choose not to just walk with us where we can see him all the time? You know, then it'll be easy. How many of you ever think, God, just show me. I just want to see you. It's so hard that I just want to see it. He says, have faith. I'm tired of faith. Right? I'm tired of faith. Maybe just for a moment, could you just help me? But God says, my grace is sufficient. Because in that faith, you are increasing the glory of God. Because even as you persevere and as you endure the discipline, God's glory is shining about you. You may not even see it. You don't even realize that in those moments that you are crying out to God that I can't make it, do you know that the glory of God is even more shining around you to other people? It says that when we are in his presence, that the glory of God is transforming us from glory to glory. But you see, it's a glory on the outside. It's not something we can see. And so we have to walk by faith. Because if we could see it, the, the scriptures tell us, if we could see it, then there's no hope in that. There's no joy in that. If I just give you something now, see, we're the microwave generation. I want it now. But just give it to me now. But if I give it to you now, See, it's not going to last. And you're not going to be strong. You're not going to be complete, lacking nothing. And therefore, God would not receive the glory. So the purpose for faith is that God be glorified. So today, I want to encourage you. You have not yet resisted under bloodshed. I know things have been hard sometimes. You've gone through hard times, but God says you haven't been killed by it. So therefore, hold on. Know that God, God is with you. God has a purpose in it. Hold on to your faith. Because as you walk by faith, you know what? There's hard Some of the things that we have to endure is maybe you have to just give up something. My friends are all doing this. Why can't I do this? And how can I do Choose faith. If you will choose faith over immediate pleasure, if you will choose faith over just what I want, I will promise you, you will be complete laughing that God is doing something in your life. You know, there's a, a time that I was playing baseball for San Diego State, and I regret this because I think this is one of the biggest reasons. And, and I thank God for the opportunity that I had to play for San Diego State, and I made it actually through the first three cuts, um, and I was a walk-on, so I was not a, a scholarship player, and uh, uh, drove through practice with Mark Grace, uh, who definitely was, and became a major league player for the Chicago Cubs, and then won the World Series with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you know, we would drive to practice together. Um, but the one thing that I regretted, I was surprised that I even got that far. I got to the very eve, played fall ball with the team all, all year long, 
And uh, in uh, February, right before uh, the season started, they made the very last cuts. And of course, there was only me and one other guy left as, as walk-ons. And he called the coach, Coach Deeds at the time, called us both personally uh, in. So we were already uh, written on the wall, but uh, like, oh, no, you know what you have to do. The guys get the very, but I'm just going to have to just not that level with him. And here's the one thing that, that had happened. They would give us the schedule to go to the weight room and, and uh, to do outside of practice. Now, we, I made every single practice and did everything, but they said, but on your own, you can do this. I never went to the weight room. I never did the external uh, things because, you know, I had other things to do. Uh, and uh, uh, I was actually driving back here way too much. I don't know why I was doing that. Yes, guys, don't do that. But I wasn't willing to go through the suffering and the pain of that. And I, I believe that would make the difference. Uh, the strength of training that would have been there. Um, and yet, because I chose the immediate, the easy, I missed out on what would have been an even greater will. And it's the same in our spiritual life, guys. Don't choose the easy, don't take the easy path. Even when you're doing everything that was required, but you know, just right up to that line. Let's go over the line and say, God, I give you everything. I'm willing to sacrifice for you with every walk a walk of faith that is that is passionate, that is fully complete. And if you do that, God says you'll more than make the team, but you will experience the championship, the glory of God Himself. So today, I'm going to encourage you. Let's, let's let faith do what it's meant to do. Not just make us strong, but let's give glory to God. Let's let God be glorified in everything we do. That people don't see us, but they see God. Because when He is most glorified, you will be most satisfied. Let's pray.